At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it's Wednesday here on this program. You know what that means? We have AEW Dynamite coming up tonight. And we're going to tell you about that show, the lineup thus far, all that good stuff. And also the rest of the news. I don't know if you've heard or not. But Shane McMahon, we talked about Shane McMahon the last couple of days. First, Shane McMahon reappeared at the Royal Rumble. And then uh, Shane McMahon was scheduled for, like, now I've heard three different feuds that Shane McMahon has been uh, discussed for. But uh, at this exact moment, none of them will be happening as Shane McMahon at this moment is gone from WWE. We'll tell you all about that. We've got the ratings for Raw on Monday. Raw no longer has competition from the NFL. And so normally at this time of year, there is some sort of bounce back. Sometimes the bounce back is is uh, big. Sometimes the bounce back is not big. But uh, the story of the show was not only is there no NFL, but is the, uh, the whatever you call it, fallout show for the Royal Rumble. And... Uh, Ronda Rousey had been promised for the show. She was going to make her decision about who she was going to face at the Royal Rumble. How did the show do? We'll tell you about that here today. Brian Kendrick will be debuting for Dynamite. We've got a Sami Zayn uh, incident with Johnny Knoxville at the Jackass Forever premiere. And yes, we have the NXT 2.0 results from last night. And uh, a little bit later on, we'll tell you what's going on with the Women's Dusty Cup. Got so many texts and emails last night. What's going on with the Women's Dusty? We'll we'll tell you about that after the break. Back in a moment. Observer Live. I'll talk about NXT for a full hour now. I'm not even going to talk about Shane. Get off my back, everybody. 
All right, listen. Shane McMahon is gone. So here's here's the uh, story. As quickly as he reappeared in WWE, Shane McMahon is now out of WWE. Dave Meltzer reported the news Wednesday, confirming an earlier report by Ringside News. Meltzer said McMahon is out of the company, but it is unknown whether his talent deal was terminated or if the plans for him the next two months were simply dropped. After nearly a year away from in-ring action, 52-year-old Shane McMahon made his return in Saturday's Men's Royal Rumble, entering at 28, later eliminated by Brock following the Rumble. Elser said on Observer Radio, there was a lot of heat on Shane due to his booking of the Men's Royal Rumble, a role which he has performed and has helped with in the past. While Meltzer didn't have all the details at that time, he said McMahon, quote, had an idea of what the rumble was going to be, and then a lot of that ended up being changed, which rubbed some people the wrong way. Andrew Zarian tweeted there were numerous changes for what number Bad Bunny would be in the rumble. Bro, this is not one of the big issues with this Royal Rumble. This was a cause for concern. People within WWE were upset. WWE doesn't want to come off negatively with such a major outside star. Us, in theory, effectively replaced McMahon. Here's the problem with the Rumble, bros. It's boring. doesn't matter if Bad Bunny was in first or 28th. It was boring. doesn't matter when Shane McMahon showed up. It was boring. It was a boring Rumble. And, I mean, why? Well, I mean, part of the problem was their own fan base started expecting a bunch of AEW stars, which wasn't going to happen. And then I tweeted about that made people mad. I'm sorry. I should have lied. And then got you really excited, and then nothing happened. Then you would have been even more angry. You had, a, you, had, you had 29 people in the Rumble that not one fan thought had any chance of winning. Maybe maybe there was one guy, Drew McIntyre. But I couldn't think of it. Who else in that Rumble, when you were watching the Rumble, you thought, oh, you know what, that guy might win this year. Bob Rude? Oh, he might take it. <laughs> so when you have, here's a problem. You geeks. When you book a promotion... And you let like two guys get over, then you're gonna have a boring rumble, because everybody knows nobody is gonna win that Royal Rumble. Nobody, nobody was gonna think that Bad Bunny was gonna win the Rumble. Nobody was gonna think that Johnny Knoxville was gonna win the Rumble. I guess my buddy Mark thought Sami Zayn was gonna win, but come on, no one thought anybody was gonna win that Rumble. It was a bunch of dudes just going in and and doing whatever. It's boring. I said it was boring on Sunday. Made some people mad, and it turns out they thought it was boring. So boring, in fact, that the combination of a boring rumble, Shane trying to book a rumble around himself at 52 years old, ends up getting the guy out of here. Did you hear the ideas of matches? I've now heard three different matches for Shane McMahon for WrestleMania. Okay, you want to know what they are? The three matches I heard over the last couple of days for Shane McMahon, which also changed countless times, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and Austin Theory. Bruh. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan of Shane going to WrestleMania to face Bobby Lashley or Austin Theory or Seth Rollins, but... Dude, maybe this guy was irritating, and I know he was irritating because I heard all about it. Irritating trying to put this match together, and he he pissed people off, and 
and all this and that. Like, that's all fine and good. But, bro, if you fired him because the Rumble was boring, uh, that's a scapegoat. That's what that is. Anyway, he's gone for now. Would it not be remarkably short-sighted to, I mean, I know you're a family member and all, but still, you're... Like, there's the possibility that the Rumble went so sideways that they fired Shane outright. I don't believe that for a second. And I don't know anything about any of these situations. Well, it wasn't all it was it wasn't all that it was boring, but it was like he tried to take charge and he irritated people and tried to make it about himself. I heard all sorts of things about this guy. I mean, he had tons of heat that night. Well, I you know, I can't I don't have any firsthand knowledge or even secondhand knowledge of any of that, so I can't I can't really speak on it, but to i mean if this is going to be the end of shane uh it it, it stems from the rumble i mean i just what kind of what a mess what an absolute mess uh you know shane and austin theory as a feud can make sense you know you can make i mean as far as getting vince's heart or something like there's a way to play that where you can actually maybe elevate austin theory in theory, the problem is he's got to then work with Shane McMahon, and I don't see how that helps him at all. Inside the ring, it would be a purely storyline thing, and I, they aren't good with that <laughs> for the most part. So I, I don't know. It's just a it's a wild story. Uh, him being involved in booking the Rumble makes absolute sense. He's been there for thirty years, uh, you know, for the most part, and and him having a knowledge of doing you know spots and that makes sense. Now him being involved in it. And the possibility of him facing any of those three guys, especially Bobby Lashley, is baffling to me. Same thing with with Seth, although, you know, there's at least a little bit of a line you can draw because we've seen Shane and Kevin Owens. So I can imagine, you know, Seth Rollins just doing amazing things, you know, trying to to make uh, Shane McMahon look good. But the one with Bobby Lashley, it's like, how do you make that work other than Bobby kills him in 17 seconds like bro he's going for the title it's about time that shane mcmahon became the the wwe champion he's he deserves it after all these years of falling off things and even in stupid wrestling land where you could try to come up with a reason i mean no i mean this is a completely different situation but aew decided well we're gonna have lance archer face uh, hangman page and they just come you know, basically shoved him a- into a position now after three weeks we're having a texas death match for the title that was a little much for me but it's not the end of the world not really that big of a deal i can shake it off how you put shane mcmahon in a world championship situation against bobby lashley who's coming off facing the brock lesners and the you know those people of the world i mean I, you know, that that's a bridge too far, even with WWE's creative aspect they'll put on it or we're all a show or whatever they're going to say. It's just bizarre. And even if he was going for the title, he still should get killed in about 17 seconds, period. Crazy. Well, you know, there's uh what year is this that we have here? 22. I know that, but like WrestleMania 30 what? What, what WrestleMania is this? 38 or something like that? 37, 38? God, it was 85, so yeah, whatever the hell is, 37, 38, yeah. I'm trying to find out uh, something here, which I guess I'll uh, I'll find it out later. Somebody was like, well, you know, uh, if they would have gone to uh, WrestleMania, I mean, Austin Theory would surely have beaten Shane McMahon. But would it have surely? helped <laughs> but, but My point it is, surely? <laughs> well, um, 
Yeah, remember when they did Shane McMahon versus The Miz? And uh, this was uh, WrestleMania 35, which would have been uh, 2019. Remember who won that match? It's Shane McMahon. Falls count anywhere. Shane McMahon beat The Miz at WrestleMania. Because of course he did. Because then he was booked as the best in the world. Guys remember that? When he was oh. the best in the world? I do. That was an absolutely horrible, horrific, horrendous storyline. He was the best in the world. Let's see what they did last year. Was he around last year? I'm trying to point out here that anyone thinks of the idea that, oh, you know, for sure he'd be uh, elevated. I guess he lost to Braun Strowman last year. Remember that guy? Remember Braun Strowman? I heard he's changing his narrative now. Is that right? What's that mean? He's hanging out with, uh, what's his, uh, our boy there. Good uh, story, EC3. bro. Hey. EC3. You oh. didn't know who it was. Don't you watch it? Well, I didn't Come know on. what you were talking about. Yeah, you said he changed uh -huh. his narrative, which is, in fact, a very common term. I don't know if you're aware it of that. It is? Or not. What's happening in your world? Or change your narrative. So listen, we're going to talk after the break about, I don't listen. about Raw because uh, the Raw ratings are out and uh, they're interesting. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. People are just now finding out that Brian Kendrick believes crazy things. Well... You didn't realize he was people. on this show a couple of years ago, and he explained to me that the sun was cold. That was Kendrick, right? Not everybody heard that show, Brian. Not everybody. And you know what? That's a goofy one. That's kind of funny. That's when the person would call into Art Bell with something wacky. But then the person would call in with other things, and it's those other things that are easily findable that have come out of Brian Kendrick's mouth that either people had forgotten about or flat didn't know about because they were buried and they were small time and they were whatever they were. But, uh, you know, when you start talking Zionists and all that sort of stuff, and I don't, you know, 
I'm sure we're not going to get into it deeply here, but when you no. you got all that sort of stuff, I mean, it's real, dude. Like, And that's another reason people may not have wanted to think about it because they liked him as a wrestler, but then he says what he says about other things. And, uh, yeah, so maybe not a bad release for WWE in this case. Right after the Royal Rumble, 1.86 million viewers, 0.47 in 18 to 49. First place for the night on cable. Well, that's good news. Best viewership for Raw since the week after SummerSlam last year. But 18 to 49 has to be considered a disappointment. Barely up from last week's 0.46. And there were weeks against the NFL that beat that during the fall. So it's got a bunch of uh, notes here, but the important thing is that the first to third hour drop was 21.6%, the largest in recent memory and among the biggest drops in the history of the show. If you recall, the show opened, and it was the uh, fallout from the Royal Rumble, and the first hour did the biggest first hour number in I don't even know how long, 2.1 million viewers for the first hour of Raw. 2.1 million viewers. And the show opened, and they announced that uh, Ronda Rousey was going to be on the show. And I don't know if they actually announced. I, I feel like they did that she was going to make her decision about who she was going to face at WrestleMania, uh, which she didn't do, by the way. But they, they announced that at the beginning of the show. And the show then proceeded to lose um, 500,000 viewers over the next three hours. 2.08 million first hour 1.88 million third hour, uh, second hour, and the third hour with the promised Ronda Rousey appearance to announce her opponent for WrestleMania, 1.63 million viewers. So it's one week. I don't think that anyone needs to panic or write a big story about this yet, but it is absolutely notable that Ronda Rousey returned at the Royal Rumble and did absolutely, positively zilch to hold over viewers for her big announcement about who she was going to face at WrestleMania. I obviously can't say nobody cared, but 1.63 million viewers for the third hour of Raw with a tease of Ronda Rousey announcing a WrestleMania opponent. Bro, there ain't no way to spin that as anything good. The whole outweighs the sum of its parts, even in this case with Ronda Rousey, especially because we've already seen her in there once, so it's not even unique and special because the WWE fans have already seen it once. And I wouldn't panic with it either. I wouldn't say that bringing Ronda is any sort of failure. I wouldn't not put her in a WrestleMania main event or, or somewhere where you can maximize all of the media that you can get from her and all the attention that you can get from her, but... This is the same problem we talked about, I don't know how long ago, where I would point out that drop and how dramatic that drop is. The overall rating is bad. The 18 to 49 is bad. And the 12 to, you know, when you break down even smaller demos, there's cause for concern about growing the company and making new fans going forward. But it's that, that three-hour Raw, I mean, in and of itself is a disaster area. And then you have no stars whatsoever. You have no... There's no reason to stick around with the show. You offer all of these different ways where people can see highlights of what they may have missed on the show, and that's great, you know? And if somebody misses something, eh, I'll catch it on the DVR. Eh, I'll see what happened on the YouTube clip. Eh, I'll 
I'll see if it's on the front page of the F4W. The WWE officially uh, put out top ten moments or whatever it is, the, the SmackDown reel and the Raw reel that they have. There's no reason to stick around for that show. There's no drama. There's no surprises. There's no great wrestling. There's no stars, unfortunately. So there is no reason to stick around, and that doesn't matter who it is. And because Ronda Rousey in the realm of WWE, yes, she's a star. She is a big name, but is she... I mean, who could they bring in? Who could they bring in that would actually move something? You know, what, so you're going to bring Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury does the same exact thing. You could bring in almost anybody. I don't see anybody making a difference because that whole package is just lacking so badly right now. You can jump in the car, but the tires are flat. Scheduled for the Dynamite show on TBS tonight. Chicago, Illinois, in the middle of a blizzard. Show is still on. We have CM Punk versus MJF. Pack and Penta versus Malachi Black and Brody King. Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. And yes, John Moxley versus Brian Kendrick. He has been released from WWE. Uh, looks like the two have never wrestled a singles match. This being Kendrick and Moxley. They did team together at a Dragon Gate USA show in March 2010 against Jimmy Jacobs and Paul London. So that is scheduled for tonight, unless there is a change. We also had uh, Sami Zayn crash the Jackass Forever premiere in Hollywood, California, escorted out following a confrontation with Johnny Knoxville and the rest of his crew. Wow. How about that? Johnny Knoxville was good in that Royal Rumble. I didn't think he was going to win, but, like, he was way better than I expected. He took bumps. He threw a forearm like he was chopping, like he was Walter chopping some bloke, which we'll get into here, by the way, in a moment. Did you design his outfit? His outfit? Yeah, Knoxville's. Did you remember he was wearing one? Bro, I did that that outfit is like, you know, water under the bridge after what I saw Becky wearing on Raw. <laughs> you still can't get over the shoulders. Dude, I love you. Becky Lynch and all, and she's great, but dude, like <laughs> I mean this like with all due respect. Somebody's gotta smarten her up. Like, God. Do you realize I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not. You should be, since it won best book in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. But I wrote a book called 100 Things That WWE Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. It's available on Amazon.com. Uh, Pulitzer Prize caliber writing. Oh, yeah, Newberry Award I'm a better, winner. I'm a better writer. I'm a better Call writer. Award. I'm a better writer. I'm a better writer than talker. I had to mute Mike to get that line out. But anyway, do you know who's on the cover of that book? Smack dab in the middle. Becky Lynch. That was a decision made by the publishing company. Because they're like, bro, she's the biggest star they got in the entire company. Because there was a period where she was the biggest star in the entire company. This was before, like, you know, Roman did his uh, his gimmick that he did. He came back and was the head of the table and everything like that. And now he's, like, by far the biggest star in the company. I guess him and Brock. But uh, you could consider Brock an outsider. As far as regulars, it's like Roman Reigns now. But a few years ago, it was Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was the biggest, forget men, women, Becky Lynch was the biggest star in the company. Then she left, and she came back, and she decided that she wanted to be Steve Austin in 
2001. She wanted to go heel and like nobody's into it and it, she's having fun, but she's out there and she's got this outfit on and just looks like a clown and she's doing these comedy bits as a as, as an alleged heel and Ronda Rousey that segment I mean I bro I I just like god if it were like if, if you were all alive in 2018 2019 and you stepped into a time machine and you showed up in the crowd for Raw Monday you would be like what is happening this is Becky and Ronda nobody cares it's not over it's like a uh I don't even know what it is it's like a Saturday Night Live parody of of Becky and Ron I mean dude Becky needs to go back to being the man as a baby face get rid of the goofy outfits it's bad enough with Seth now we have to watch it with Becky and then Ronda just needs to go full heel just like full heel 100% heel maybe this can be salvaged but Rhonda is the babyface who hates life against Becky is the top heel that's, you know, playing doink or whatever. It's not going to work. I'm telling you. Play no. Doink? You know what's funny? is you go on the WWE Network, Becky can do this and everybody else. Go back and watch The Man in 2018 and 2019 and compare that to what we got today. It's not working. With all due respect, it's not working. And it sucks. Fix it now, Becky. Your hair am I wrong? Nice. Your hair looks nice. You got that going for She's you. She's in great so. shape. Her Fantastic hair looks shape. great. Beautiful woman and talented as hell in the ring. People want to cheer for her. Yeah, yeah. If uh, can we just make Rhonda this angry surly? Why am I yelling? Why are you yelling? You're killing my ears right now. Golly. Jeez. Wait, you want me to calmly explain it? Because that ain't working. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You know, one of the big problems with WWE is, before I get an NXT here. What's that? Is the massive egos possessed by the people in charge, okay? If you do something, and it turns out that you made a mistake, okay? Especially in something like pro wrestling, which I broke kayfabe yesterday, but it's fake. 
So if you make a mistake and you you recognize it, you know that because it's fake, you can just go back to what it was like before. But the egos involved at the upper level of WWE are such that they make a mistake and it's like, no, we're going to keep going. Otherwise, we, uh, we acknowledge that we did something wrong. Their egos will not allow them. So, like, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are not, I can tell you this, they're not dumb people. Both of them being heels is dumb, okay? Why do I say that? Well, you may be entertained by Becky. You may be entertained by Seth laughing with that stupid jacket on. But the fact of the matter is, in both cases, in both cases, neither of them have been in the universe of being as over as they were when they were babyfaces. Becky, as a babyface, was multiples, like maybe a hundred times more over than she is right now. Seth Rollins, we actually saw it a couple of weeks ago when they did that tag match with the Usos, and so like for one night, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins were babyfaces, and this dude, like he was more over in that one six-man tag on SmackDown than he's been for like I don't even know how long. Because some people, whether it's a natural likability, whether it's the way that they work, the the style of wrestling, they are much better suited to being baby faces than heels. And the same way, there are certain people, and uh, Charlotte Flair would be a good example, they are much better served being heels. You know who else fits that mold? Ronda Rousey, Okay. Uh, I can go through the roster here. I won't bother, but I mean, you know, a Sami Zayn, for example. Sami Zayn, he can be a heel, and he can be an entertaining heel, but, bro, he has never been one-tenth as over as a heel as he was when he was a baby face. But they have decided that they are going to go a certain way, and because of their their ego, they're, they're, they refuse to go, you know what, this was a mistake. This was a mistake to turn Becky Lynch heel. This was a mistake to turn Seth Rollins heel. This is a mistake to have Ronda Rousey be a baby face. It's frustrating. Because, oh, we don't have any baby faces. Well, actually, you You did. But you turned them, and now you won't turn them back. And now you can't figure out how to make other baby faces. Ronda's not getting over. Oh, it's the fans. Now, maybe she's a better heel than she is a baby face. Listen. It's not the fans. Hold I, on. Hold that's on a my second. point. Your rant. The whole thing no, that's the fans my is... point. It's not the fans' fault. It's the point that she's obviously not best suited to be a baby face. Right? You're, she is better suited to be a baby face. Seth Rollins, I thought. Was, Rhonda? No, no, Becky. Yes, Becky. I'm Becky. Sorry. I mean, but in Rhonda's better suited to be a heel. I think Seth. Seth was Seth is a good heel. Uh, he really he is. I mean, we saw it after they broke up the Shield, and as far as him being a cocky, slimy yeah, guy, yeah, he can who's got do the, it. Yeah. I, look, I, I'll just drop it there because i know we need to move on to nxt and i know you need to redeem uh, your wrestling fandom and your inspiration from it by reviewing wendy chu and tiffany stratton's feud that oh, they have going on now God. but uh yeah i look it look they 
they have tried to turn Becky Lynch against the fans before. She was wholeheartedly for it this time because her man had already come back. And even though we, everybody thought, you know, media-wise, seemingly and critically, that, well, Seth should, should come back as a baby face now with this kid and everything, and didn't happen. And then Becky the same way. And it's it's disappointing. You know, you can rant all you want about it. They're probably not going to change it. And I don't know. You, you, the results are what they are. So NXT time. I like how of all people, you're the one that's constantly pushing me to actually talk about NXT. And then you complain that I talk about it. Hey, we listen. We could have talked about anything there is a today bit other than WWE-based programming. There, there is we a could have bit... talked about anything today no, besides WWE-based programming. But this we is had... all the news. Now listen. Look at this guy screaming and turning purple. Here's the deal, everybody. There actually is some news coming out of NXT, which is, uh, uh, what's the word? It is a... Uh, microcosm of the entire company here. So, I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but you know what was supposed to start yesterday? The Women's Sorry. Dusty. Do you know what didn't start <laughs> yesterday? Keep... Hold on a second. What didn't start yesterday was the Women's Dusty. Because, as I've explained to you guys Get countless dusty? times, they don't have... They, they, they don't have Push any... open the salute. Uh, do I have to keep muting you? They don't have any teams. Okay. Do you know what you know was on Saturday, everybody? Do you know what aired on Saturday? The Royal Rumble. Do you know what happened leading up to the Royal Rumble? They didn't have any women. So what we have here is uh, systemic incompetence. Oh, let's fire 87 wrestlers and then be confused or flabbergasted or stuck. We don't have enough wrestlers for a women's Royal Rumble or a women's Dusty. So the women's Dusty has not been dropped. I can tell you that because they're shooting angles for it, which I'm going to get to here. What an angle they shot. But uh, they are eventually, everybody, there will be a women's Dusty when they can come up with enough women. Because you know what's funny? When you fire people and then call them and go, can you please come back? We need you. They tell you to F off. They tell you to crawl up my hole. That's what they do. And then, you know, you're like, oh, man, God, we don't have enough women. It must be the fans' fault. There's, it's, it's a fans' fault there's not enough women for a women's Royal Rumble and a, and a women's Dusty. You guys don't get the whole reference? Nia Jax. God, do I have to spell everything out? So, the show actually opened with a great match. Bro, if you're only going to watch one thing... I think you should watch Imperium, Gunther, who the fans chanted Walter for all night. Gunther, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner against Roderick Strong and the Creed Brothers. If you guys didn't see the Creed Brothers match with uh, JB and BJ that was like UFC 1, just <laughs> four green guys just smashing each other, at least here you had the Creed Brothers in with Imperium, who will hit them very hard, but they can also keep the match like pretty much in line. Bro, this match was awesome. And uh, Gunther got the big win. Just powerbombed the absolute hell out of one of these Creeds and then pinned him. Oh, it was glorious. The this Creed was brothers, glorious. The Creed brothers are no joke, folks. I mean, they are real high-level Division One NCAA tournament caliber wrestlers. And, 
you could see where they were hossing about with Walter, and they have no idea what they're doing. That was from the opening when somebody had come at Walter, realized I'm jumping the wrong guy. He basically turned right around, went the other way, jumped somebody else, and they fell out of the ring. They have no idea what they're doing. But they were also in a position where as big as they are and as talented as they are as far as like being able to kill a normal human being, Walter... I don't want to say manhandled them, obviously, because they were all working, you know, the best they could with each other. But, like, there was no way that those guys were getting out of this with, like, Imperium, if they were stiffed at any point, they gave it back. I can tell you that's for sure. They were not intimidated at all. There was no fear with uh, Imperium. They dominated the situation well. And then we had a show-long segment with Kaylee Ray and, uh, and Mandy and Toxic Attraction. Which, to cut to the chase, Kaylee Ray runs around with a baseball bat. She kidnapped Gigi and JC in a car. And then we never saw them again, by the way, so I don't know where they're at. And then uh, she went back and forth with Mandy all night, including uh, a food fight where uh, she dumped spaghetti on Mandy Rose's head and then uh, tried to put a cake in Mandy's face, but Mandy actually blocked the cake! Oh! And God bless Mandy. Like, uh, God bless her. I'm sure she's really nice. You know, she's pretty good in the ring. But I can't tell if, like, she has no grasp of the English language or if it's a gimmick. But all night she's doing these promos. And the verbiage is, like, screwed up in every single one of them. She goes, all women inspire to be me. I'm like, it's aspire. Not inspire. It's aspire. And there were, like, multiples of these during her promos all night. I, I, like, is this the gimmick or what is going on here? But anyway, uh Dude, it's like the stuff they write for Liv. Holy smokes. They, they give them so much stuff they can't, that they're not naturally able to pull off anyway, and then they give them so much of it, and they get jumbled, and it makes them look bad. And then you go, how does this help anybody? The same way, how does it help anybody when she's on her knees at the end of the show going, why are you doing this to me? Like, it just, oh, God. Then, 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 okay. So we're trying to find, this is the best part about the Dusty Classic, by the way, for the women, Okay. In real life, they don't have enough women, and they can't get their act together, okay? In storyline, nobody wants to be in it. <laughs> like, Raquel Gonzalez, she's got Cora Jade begging for her to be her partner, and, Cora, and, and Raquel wants no part of this tournament. And uh, I forget who the other one was. There was another woman who, like, she wanted no part of Oh, it was Io Shirai. Io, Io yeah. wants nothing to do with this tournament. I'm <laughs> like, wow, this is a prestigious tournament. So anyway... Cora Jade wants to team with Raquel Gonzalez, but Raquel wants nothing to do with her or the tournament. So last week, Raquel, she they did this totally hokey. She tries to slap her, and Raquel's already got her hand up. Like, the timing, uh, anyway. So uh, Cora wants a match. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrestle you tonight, Raquel. Raquel's like, why? Cora goes, I want to prove that I'm tough enough and that you and I could win this tournament. So they go in there and have a match, and bros, I mean, do I have to tell you what happened, or can you, like, figure this out on your own? Cora Jade goes in there, and Raquel just beats the urine out of her, just pummels her, you know, Cora gets a spot or two, and then Raquel just picks her up, and she just choke slams her straight to hell and pins her in the middle of the ring. Because they know they need new young stars. What better way to do it than to squash and beat them in the middle of the ring? And then, of course, after... Like, Cora's whole point was, I'm going to prove I'm tough enough to win this tournament. She gets squashed and pinned, 
And now Raquel's like, we'd make a great team. <laughs> Let's go win this thing. So now they're a team in the Dusty. Sarai is back. So remember you were all mad that she was a Japanese schoolgirl? Well, the gimmick is that and I said this. In the back, that's just her street clothes. She, I think she's a college student. But then she's backstage, and she's got her whole getup on. And then she starts to walk through the smoke to the aisle. And in the smoke, it's like the Bermuda Triangle. Boom! The old Sarai vanishes, and Sarai in her gear comes out. So she doesn't wrestle as a Japanese schoolgirl. That's her street clothes. So anyway, she beat up uh, Kayla Inlay, which, listen, everybody... I say this a lot. God bless Kayla Inlay. I'm sure she's very, very nice. I am begging you, go watch this match. Please, go watch Kayla Inlay. Cameron Grimes segment with Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. We had uh, Malik Blade. You know how they're trying to get Malik and Edris Anofe over? Same way they're trying to get BJ and JB over. They're horrible with women. That's their plan. And there's a uh, there's arousal comedy in this one after Mandy Rose falls on uh, Malik Blade and Joe Gacy beat L.A. Knight. Uh, I wish I had time for Wendy Chu. Back in a moment, Observer Life. All right, I got two quick things here. Main event, Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa versus Legato Del Fantasma. That was worth going out of your way to see. Very, very good match. And uh, Santos Escobar on the, uh, on the outside reacting to, uh, I think it was uh, Mendoza. No, it was Wild got put through a table off the post at the end. And uh, Santos' reaction was just awesome. This was really good. So I, I would watch that. Wendy Chu. Listen, I like Wendy Chu. I think she's a good worker. I think she does fun stuff. If you absolutely love the gimmick, okay, that's fine. But do not fool yourself and try to tell me that this is not their version of Orange Cassidy, because it is, okay? And here's the problem, all right? Orange Cassidy's comedy stuff gets over bigger than his wrestling. If you if you watch him do his comedy, place goes nuts. They cheer for his wrestling. But his comedy gets over more than his actual wrestling. Wendy Chu, absolute opposite. She came out and she did this spot where, like, she went for a single leg and then hugged the leg and put her head down like she was going to sleep because her gimmick is she sleeps everywhere. Absolute deadly silence in this crowd. Like, none of this stuff got over with the crowd. But then when she started wrestling, guess what got over with the crowd? The wrestling. Okay, so this is an example. If it works, it works. Right now, the sleeping gimmick is not working for Wendy Chu. The wrestling gimmick is working. Maybe they can make it work, but right now, the crowd just watches it like, what is this? Why is she sleeping on her leg? So, we'll see. Hey, I want to thank you all for listening today. Hey, thanks, Mike. Yeah, callers and listeners over to the studio. Wear your head, wear your earplugs tomorrow. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.
You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.